Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement. All right. Welcome back, guys. Another day, another week, almost another year is coming to a close. Happy holidays and a very Merry Christmas. Woohoo! Hope you guys are doing well. So great to be with you. So pumped and grateful. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here. We are back for another week, and it's an exciting week, guys. We got Christmas coming up tomorrow. We got New Year's a week from that. We got the event of the year coming up, January 12th, 13th, 14th in Scottsdale, just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, with the Align Ambition event. It's going to be unreal. I'm so grateful and excited to be there in person. Hopefully, I'll be able to meet a whole bunch of you guys live. It's going to be amazing. I have a first ever speech that's particularly designed to how you can optimize your life, get your boots and gear for the year and for your life. It's going to be a great event. I can't wait to see you. We have so many amazing speakers at this event, including the one and only Dave Hollis, who wrote the book Built Through Courage. I encourage you to check that out. It's amazing. We have the one and only Heidi Powell, who is just an amazing gal, who's just a queen at fitness. She's got four kids. She's a health coach. She's a fitness enthusiast, trainer. She was on that ABC hit show, Extreme Weight Loss. She's going to be just rocking it. We have Jasmine Starr, who many of you know from Instagram fame. She is a photographer, an influencer, a marketer, a strategist. She is amazing at building your brand. Check her out on Instagram, the Jasmine Starr. Tiffany Peterson, who you guys have met before, most of you. She is incredible. She will be there in the flesh talking about all of the things that can help you be the best version of yourself, She talks about self-care. She talks about business, how you can give more, get more, all the good stuff. Amber Lee Lago will be there. She is just a world-class lady. She is amazing. She has written the book Grit and Grace and has the podcast, and she is just one of the most inspiring individuals I've ever met, you know, so far just virtually, but I can't wait to meet her in person. We have, of course... The one and only Patrice Washington, who will teach us all about finance and how to chase our purpose, and then the money will flow and how we can just do more, be more, give more. She is an incredible lady. Check her out, Patrice Washington. Then, of course, we have my lovely wife, Brooke. Oh, my gosh. She has just been just putting so many hours getting this together, not only the event in itself, but her presentations are going to be amazing. Oh, I just can't wait to see you guys there. So please, please, please check us out at AlignEventsLive.com. There are still some tickets available. There are even some upgrade options, which are incredible. If you want to eat lunch and dinner with Brooke and some of her special guests, it's going to be, it's going to be rocking. So um, grab a ticket, grab an upgrade. You will not regret it. I promise you this will be the event of 2022 to get you started for just a kick butt year and just the next 
first year of the rest of your life. It's going to be amazing. So can't wait for that. I'm super pumped to be there and be in the flesh, to be sharing live. It's going to be awesome. So can't wait to see you then. Um, until then, we got other exciting news coming up as well. We have our weekly Thursdays to Thrive. Hopefully you guys got that today. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. We're podcasting on the topic of the newsletter, which was actually suggested by one of you, one of our very own Modern Medicine Movement Health and Wellness Podcast members who had a question about some important topic that affects one in three Americans. Super important topic. We will get into that shortly. And you need to know if that could be you because there is a lot you can do about it. This can be treated and even reversed. And if you don't have it, we can help you learn how to prevent it. So it's uh, quite an important, important podcast today. And I'm so grateful for one of our listeners who asked the question because I hadn't shared specifically about this illness on any of my podcasts yet. I may have alluded to it with the ever so important topic of insulin resistance, and it is one of the key risk factors for this illness, but I never specifically talked about it. And so we're going to get into that shortly, but uh, just wanted to just once again shout you guys out that are writing reviews. These are so helpful. Please, please, please hop on over there to Apple Podcasts, scroll down on the show and click on the star farthest to the right, hit me a five-star review, and then just share a little something. Let me know what you're what you're loving, what you're learning, you know, it's so fun to get these. I, I love, love, love to read them. I read them all 100%. And next week with the upcoming new year in queue, we are going to pick a winner. In fact, we are going to pick two winners of my course. You will have my $200 health and natural weight loss course, but you can't even be entered unless you write a review. So please hop on over there to Apple Podcasts, to our Modern Medicine Movement podcast and write me a review and you will be entered to win a free health course by yours truly. So hopefully you guys get a shot at that. Please write a review, share this podcast with anybody that you know, love or care about because this information can change lives, plural, many. And I've seen actually lots of folks uh, that have reached out to me and have shared with me that this podcast is something that has really been a blessing, and I, I, that just moves me. That's that's why I'm here. That's why I do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We are going to get into it now. <laughs> the podcast topic of the week is, unfortunately, becoming incredibly common. One in three Americans may have this condition called fatty liver disease, or if you want to get all technical, NAFLD is the abbreviation, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And this is an interesting topic because it's literally been skyrocketing in the last two decades. When I trained and did my medical studies, my medical training and school residency and whatnot, this was actually a pretty rare condition. In fact, almost all fatty liver disease was as a result of alcohol. That is uh, the alcoholic fatty liver disease. And now surpassing the alcoholic fatty liver disease is the non-alcohol fatty liver disease, which is now estimated to affect one in three Americans and one in four people worldwide. This is a problem worldwide. It's, it's nutty. It's really crazy, crazy that it is so stinking common. It's actually... Uh, 
I could hardly believe it was as, I mean, I knew it was getting increasingly common, but, but I've been reading, you know, I read probably 20 articles in preparation for this podcast with you folks. And the numbers are literally skyrocketing almost to the asymptotic fashion. You know, if you remember your algebra, this is not just a linear kind of creep up kind of curve. This thing is just hitting this super sharp upstroke and it's not good. That's not what we want. It is not what we want. And the good news about this condition is that it is almost entirely preventable. That is right. You can prevent this. You can treat this and even reverse it. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about the cause, its origins, and what can be done about it. So once again, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFLD is surpassing pretty much almost any other cause of liver disease and actually becoming the number one indication or reason for transplant, liver transplant in all ages, including children, which is just shocking. Like literally I've read case reports of 12-year-old children requiring, needing a liver transplant because of this condition, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is basically entirely preventable. And so here's what it is. So basically what happens is just like the name, you know, connotes you have fat deposited in the liver. And the reason that this occurs is twofold. One is just the simple overconsumption of calories, too many calories in general, more than we need type of thing. And that's what's interesting looking at the calorie in and of itself that uh, we in the year 2022 next week are consuming on average at least 500 calories more than we were 30 years ago. So when I was a kid, we were eating 500 calories less per day. And if you think about that over time, it's no wonder we as a nation and in a world are the most overweight and obese humans that have ever walked the earth. And that's not something that I'm proud of. And that's not something, you know, that uh, we should be proud of. And I don't think any of us are, but the magnitude of this problem is truly immense. As we know, the overweight and obesity stats for the U.S. where I live are just skyrocketing. We are among I think we're number two in the world as far as most overweight and obese folks in our country, and we are rapidly looking to overtake that number one position, and that's not not a good thing. But this is you know twofold. One is that we're eating more calories, but it's much more than that. We're eating a specific type of calories that we didn't used to eat nearly as much, and these are the carbs specifically the highly processed carbs coming from sugars, especially fructose and high fructose corn syrup or HFCS, high fructose corn syrup. We are consuming that at just record highs. We literally, as a people here in the U.S., consume between the processed sugars like fructose and the processed highly, you know, processed flours and grains, we consume almost one pound per day of this highly processed sugar and flours and grains. It's it's unbelievable. Like a hundred years ago, we consumed, you know, not even one tenth 
of what we consume now as far as these highly processed carbs and sugars. It's it's really, uh, as I mentioned in the prelude, asymptotically just gone through the roof. And it's not something that I'm proud of at all. And I don't think we are, but I don't think many of us really appreciate it. And not only are we eating way more sugar up to a pound a day, if you consider the sugar and the highly processed flours, it's about a half a pound to each. So in the in the year, we consume about 150 pounds of sugar and about 150 pounds of highly processed flours, grains, and so on, largely coming from three main sources, as you might imagine, the corn, the wheat, and the soy. And what also comes from these things are, besides the sugars and the carbs, are really crappy super industrialized and machine processed oils like the, you know, vegetable oils and corn oils and soybean oils, which are equally dangerous to our health because they also cause significant inflammation and just lots of problems with not only fat storage, but insulin resistance and all the inflammatory conditions that we've heard about, like obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, hypertension or high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, autoimmune disease. Almost all of these disorders are significantly contributed to by these inflammatory dietary you know, things that we tend to consume, which are largely highly processed sugars and fats that are these industrialized oils. And so we're going to get into a little bit more in detail what the heck is going on in this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, where basically what happens when we consume these highly processed foods, which it's been estimated that in the U.S. 60% of our diet, like 6 out of 10 things, 60% of what we eat is in this highly processed category of carbs, which is Super crazy. You know, I I try to eat very little of these, which means that, you know, maybe I eat 10% or something like that, 20% maybe on a bad day. But I I rarely eat things that come out of a package with a label because almost all of them have highly processed grains, sugars, you know, um, carbs that are not awesome. You know, my my good friend and, and just amazing colleague, Dr. Benjamin Bickman, who I interviewed about a year ago on my podcast. He wrote the book, Why We Get Sick. He had the famous quote, you know, in my podcast and in his book that we should not be drinking our fruit, but we should be eating our fruit. And it's not the same. And I I fell victim to this when I was a new parent, you know, our pediatrician, when Our kids were getting close to one year of age. They were kind of being weaned off of breast milk and, you know, starting to drink a bottle. And they, we, I should say, were encouraged to give them things like juice, you know, like apple juice, for example, that's full of fructose in a juice format. And almost every juice out there has got tons and tons of fructose, which in and of itself, when it is in a whole fruit, it's not so bad because it comes also with the fiber and the other phytonutrients, phytochemicals, which benefit us. But if you pulverize it and you put it in a juice or you squeeze the fruit and just juice it and drink only the juice, then you leave out all those fibers, which decrease the rise, 
you know, in the blood sugar and corresponding insulin and make it less likely that you'll have problems with insulin resistance. But when you drink juice, fruit juice, especially apple juice is like one of the worst. And also, um, obviously any, you know, beverage that's full of sugar or sweeteners, especially the high fructose corn syrup, that's one of the absolute worst things ever for this condition. In fact, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is found predominantly in people who have a processed foods diet, you know, like 60% of Americans have a highly processed food diet where 60%, well, actually, basically on average, 100% of Americans have 60% of their diet coming from processed foods, which means that those of us that eat less than that like me, maybe hopefully 10 or 20% or less are processed foods, then that means there are others that eat up to 80 or 90% of their diet and processed foods. In fact, in children, this number has been shown to be up to 70% of their diet is in highly processed foods. These are things like breads and chips and cookies and crackers and you know, highly processed you know, baked goods and treats and you know, Doritos, Cheetos, you know, all those things, all the snack wells, all the granola bars, and, you know, all of this kind of snack food, the crackers and whatnot that we often expose our kids to is not a good thing. These are highly processed foods and contain these type of carbohydrates, which cause insulin levels to increase, and insulin causes us to store fat, not just in any place, but especially in the what's called the adipocyte, which are the fat cells of the liver and around the organs. This is called visceral fat. And this is the worst kind of fat because it is super inflammatory. It secretes these sort of hormonal messengers, as Dr. Bickman and I talked about, called adipokines or adipocytokines. You guys have heard of cytokines, like in the cytokine storm of COVID, for example, that causes all the mayhem which is basically the inflammatory cascade, the inflammatory storm. And these fat cells that are growing in response to the elevated blood sugar and insulin from this carbohydrate-rich diet, especially the highly processed carbs, causes these fat cells to grow and to produce these signals, these adipokines, which cause inflammation, which therefore causes obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, autoimmune disease, um, the neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's is becoming known as type 3 diabetes, for example. All of this is caused by insulin resistance, caused by excess carbs, especially the highly processed carbs in the diet. And interestingly, let's just take a moment. Um, <clears throat> I was rereading Dr. Bickman's book, Why We Get Sick. For those of you watching on YouTube, I have a copy here that uh, I got because... It's a really phenomenal book, and it's, it's so interesting that so many conditions out there um, that many people are affected by, like high blood pressure, diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes, obesity, being overweight, chronic inflammation in the form of autoimmune disease, heart disease, cancer, you know, the neurodegenerative diseases of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all of these things have at their root inflammation, which comes or is associated with in almost every form insulin resistance. And like I said at the outset, what's interesting is, you know, 20 or 30 years ago when I did my medical training, this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease was super rare. We almost always saw fatty liver associated with alcohol. 
And now we are seeing it more likely to be associated with folks who are either type 2 diabetics, who are overweight or obese, those that have this kind of high you know, processed food diet. And it's a, bit, it's, it's a big change. And it's a shift. Like I said, up to one in three people in the U.S. have fatty liver disease, which is not awesome because it may lead to this ongoing inflammation, um, which can be seen in elevated liver enzyme tests, AST, ALT, GGT. You know, those are things that you can easily get checked at your physician's office because if those are elevated, even slightly, that means you could have a low-grade inflammation going on, which if you're not a drinker is most likely caused by this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which can progress to what's called cirrhosis of the liver, where you get scarring and basically you lose liver function to the point where it is now the number one cause of liver transplant, which is unheard of. When I was doing my medical training 20 and 30 years ago, I almost rarely saw a case of this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease causing cirrhosis and ending up requiring a transplant. Now we've seen as young as 12-year-old children requiring transplant because they've been basically drinking juice, drinking soda, eating crackers, chips, and all these kind of highly processed carbohydrates. It's crazy. I'm going to read you a little excerpt out of Ben Bickman's book about fructose, which is that sugar found in juice, found in the high fructose corn syrup that is in so many things that come with a label, right? That come in a package. Number one, I'll just cut to the chase. Number one, as to things to avoid, to be able to not get fatty liver disease and avoid it, is we have to avoid all things containing high fructose corn syrup. Once and for all, toss them, never you know, drink them, eat them. Like that is among the worst possible things. And, and juices may not have high fructose corn syrup. If they do, 100% don't drink them. But consider just the fact that they also, because of their fructose load without all the fibers, because if you're juicing it, you're leaving the fibers behind, they can also contribute to this. And so fructose... In Ben Bickman's book, I'm going to read you just an excerpt, is similar to alcohol, but without the hangover. What the two have in common is that they're both handled in the liver. Both are metabolized by the liver. Unfortunately, the liver has very limited options for metabolizing fructose and alcohol. Much of what isn't used for energy production is, big surprise, converted to fat. Indeed, just as alcohol causes alcoholic fatty liver disease, the high fructose consumption is a potent contributor to NAFLD, which is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Fructose is so good at making the liver fat that just one week of eating high fructose foods is enough to make the liver observably fatter. And a study that was published that he um, uses as a reference here explored the effect of fructose versus glucose on visceral fat. And the fructose showed a significant increase in this nasty kind of intra-abdominal, that bad kind of fat I was alluding to that secretes all those inflammatory mediators called the adipokines. And it's crazy because many of us, including me, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I, I, I was kind of one of the folks that thought, oh, juicing it must be cool. Like I used to go to Jamba Juice all the time. Now, <laughs> I think I've been there once in a couple of years, and that was only because I had a, a gift certificate to redeem. And, you know, I picked my, my uh, contents of my juice wisely, but I, I never go there anymore because 
I really believe in this dictum that Dr. Bickman shares that we should be eating our fruit primarily and not drinking our fruit because of this issue of the high fructose load and not having all of the uh, corresponding fiber that eating the whole fruit will provide us, as well as all the other phytonutrients, phytochemicals that can be good for us. And so his quote at the end of this paragraph is, eat your fruit, don't drink it. And I would have to agree with him. I think it's so important that we, you know, try to try to shun most juices out there. I mean, I think there is some data suggesting some of these potent like pomegranate juices, for example, in just very small quantities, cranberry in very small quantities without all the syrup and whatnot, um, can have significant health benefits because of their antioxidants, you know, these phytonutrients, phytochemicals that have been shown to be helpful in their anti-inflammatory state. But anything that carries, you know, fructose or high fructose corn syrup, like first and foremost, that has to be avoided. Like that is the curse, as Dr. Bickman <laughs> shared with us there. It basically, in a similar way as does alcohol, causes significant fat deposition in the liver. And, and the reason being is that when you eat anything with fructose or, or glucose or sugar or carbs for that matter, which are ultimately broken down to sugar, what happens is your body, right, secretes insulin so that you don't have these super high levels in the blood. So that tries to bring the blood sugar down. But the insulin causes the sugar to go into the cells and to be stored as fat. If you recall, we've talked about this before, but of all of the, you know, things that we eat, carbohydrates, uh, unfortunately tend to be the biggest quantity up to 60% in the sad American diet or the standard American diet. And what happens when we eat the carbs is that 96% of those carbs that we eat are actually converted into fat. So that's not just the body fat, the jiggles, but also this bad kind of internal, you know, fat around our organs that Dr. Bickman was talking about, especially the fructose causes this to grow and proliferate. These fat cells can get you know, up to, I think, a thousand times their size. They just super, super, you know, large and hyperplastic, they call it. And they can secrete these inflammatory mediators called the adipokines, which cause all these chronic diseases that we've talked about. So avoiding a high processed food diet is first and foremost, especially the sugars like fructose and fructose, high fructose corn syrup. It's just that's the number one, okay? So avoid the high fructose corn syrup like the plague. If you see it in a label, toss it <laughs> or don't buy it, right? If it doesn't end up in your cart or basket at the grocery store, it's never gonna be in your pantry. And then you don't even have to think about it. It won't ever be tempting you because it just won't be there. And, and this, like I said, the cause is that these carbs cause insulin to rise. And when insulin rises, it causes us to store that glucose as fat all over the body, especially into the liver through a process called lipogenesis. That just means making the making of fat because when you eat all these high you know, processed foods that have carbs in them and the bad oils, they cause your triglycerides to go up. You know, These are those fat particles that are not awesome. <laughs> the triglycerides basically um, are what's contributing to this significant inflammatory storm and insulin resistance. You know, if you look at um, the number one way to get rid of triglycerides, it's not what most doctors and fitness people have taught, which is, oh, triglycerides is a fat particle, right? 
so we must eat less fat. Wrong. Triglycerides are produced in response to insulin. Insulin is secreted in response to carbohydrates. In fact, the antidote to this condition, to fatty liver, is actually eating, you're going to freak out, eating natural, pure fat. Fats like those which are contained in some of my favorite things, like avocados. That's a saturated fat that's natural, which does not cause the body to secrete insulin at all. And my second favorite natural fat comes from the coconut. Being from Hawaii, I love, love, love anything coconut. You know, coconut oil to cook with or the meat of the coconut, coconut milk. I just love all things coconut. Coconut is amazing. Coconut water. You just ask my kids. I'm drinking a couple couple cans of this a day. I just think it's amazing. You know, if and when I can get access to a coconut that falls on the ground or that I can get off the, the cocoa palms over there, you know, I'll open that thing up and I'll just drink the, the coconut water right out of it. It's amazing and has so many benefits. But this fat found in coconuts, um, there's a type of it called MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides. This is actually an antidote, believe it or not, an antidote to fatty liver disease. In other words, eating healthy whole foods like coconut, avocado that have fat in them, saturated fat that is natural, that actually causes zero insulin release, none. (laughs) And when you don't cause insulin release, you're not making those um, liver cells generate fat through that process called lipogenesis. In other words, eating healthy, natural fat can be the antidote to fatty liver disease. And that's actually been shown. They've done studies looking at, especially the coconut uh, oil called the MCT oil in folks who have had fatty liver disease, both caused by the non-alcoholic variation as well as caused by the alcoholic variation of fatty liver disease and eating MCT oil or adding it to your diet has been shown to not only stop this process of making fatty liver disease, but also has been shown to reverse it, to actually reverse it. So this old adage that my grandmother taught me, she knew this back in the day because 100 years ago when she was a little girl, they didn't eat high fructose corn syrup. They didn't eat these seed oils, you know, canola oil, soybean oil. They didn't eat any of that. You know what they ate? They ate butter and lard and ghee and the natural fats. They loved the fruits, They loved their vegetables. They didn't have, and if they made bread, they made it from starter, right? They may have ground the wheat themselves. My grandmother had a wheat grinder. She wasn't getting it pulverized from the plant and in a, you know, bag from the store, which is like the most adulterated form of flour out there, right? That causes this insulin rise and ultimately fatty liver disease from the highly processed carbs and grains. They didn't have that back in those days. They just didn't have that. And they knew that it was not the fat that made you fat. It's the sugar that makes you fat, not the fat that makes you fat. And I, I, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Check out my one that was on um, fats and oils and cholesterol that I did previously, as well as one or two of them that I did on carbs, also in my natural health course and weight loss. I talk all about the macronutrients, including the proteins, the fats and the carbs and And what's the actual truth of how these things work in the body? And I will tell you from not only personal experience and shared with thousands of others 
that it is not the fat, especially not the healthy fat that makes you fat. You can eat literally all the avocados, all the, you know, eggs and, and, um, coconuts, coconut oil that you want, and you will not get fat because a couple of things happen. Number one, insulin does not go up. These things, the fats do not cause insulin to rise. And so insulin is what primarily makes us store fat. And so insulin does not rise. These things are much more satiating. We get fuller quicker. So we're not always hungry, right? The one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to eat fats coupled with carbs or sugar. This would be found in things like you know, French fries or chips or, you know, anything that's in oil, you know, like that's a carb, like maybe donuts, for example, you know, all these kinds of things that are both fatty, but usually these are processed seed oils, kind of fatty, you know, French fries, most of those are fried in things like canola oil and soybean oil and whatever's the cheapest kind of vegetable oil that the restaurants can find. So I try not to eat much of any fried foods, you know, occasionally I'll have a fried shrimp or something, but I I try to go pretty light on those kinds of things because they're usually done with the cheapest oil available. If I'm not frying it myself in coconut oil, it's all suspect because, you know, you guys know this. If you go to the store and try to buy coconut oil, it's about 10 times the price of canola oil or vegetable oil or rapeseed oil or soybean oil. It's just so much more expensive. And so what do you think the restaurants are using? Are they using the stuff that costs 10 times the price? Absolutely not. And I hope that one day there will be a restaurant that only uses things like coconut oil and avocado oil. And I have a son who's entrepreneurial and he's already telling me that that's what he wants to do because he knows the truth about these things. The real natural fats like from coconuts and avocados do not make you fat, but it's those carbs and sugars. And then if you add the seed oils to that, like the French fries, right, that are cooked in canola, canola oil or the donuts that are, that are also, you know, dipped in the oils and fried and so on. Like that's, that's, you know, some people refer to that as a sweet fat because you're mixing carbs and fats. And that's also a bad, bad, bad combination because, you know, you have the inflammatory oils coupled with the carbohydrates, which are highly processed and also correspondingly super inflammatory, just it's a double whammy. So don't, do the sweet fat thing. If you're going to eat fat, eat the whole natural, real stuff from avocados and coconuts and butter, ghee, lard, tallow, that kind of thing. And you won't have this problem because insulin is not released. And so you don't have the deposition or storage of fat. And so I, I kind of alluded to this, but you know, um, currently in the U.S., we eat way too much carbs and sugar, up to 152 pounds of sugar a year. And then another 150 pounds of processed grains and flour. So that's 300, that's basically a pound a day of highly processed carbohydrates, either sugars and or flours, which is significantly more than we have in the past, you know, and these are contained in all those things with a package and a label, all those sugary drinks that are out there. And it's actually pretty dang easy to reverse and to stop this because we just don't pick these things up at the market, you know, just shop only on the perimeter. Buy only the stuff that comes without a label, right? The fruits and vegetables that you recognize, you know what they are, you don't have a label. Or if you buy anything with a label, try to use my five ingredient rule, right? It's got more, more than five ingredients and many of the which that you don't know about, don't know how to pronounce, don't know what kind of chemical they are, then, you know, these are better left at the grocery store because they guaranteed are not good for you. Replace them with what's on the perimeter, the whole thing whole foods, the healthy and natural stuff. 
And remember that fat, when it's natural, does not make you fat. That's the simple, simple solution. Besides diet, which I found to be the most important overall, like if you're trying to lose weight, exercise is super important, but it's actually really, really, really hard to lose the weight that you want just with exercise if you don't change your diet. You gotta change the diet and and just dump all of those processed foods the seed oils, like if you can avoid those, you will literally notice the pounds and inches melt away significantly. So it's got to start with a diet. There's no replacement for what ends up at the end of your fork. There's no substitute. You have to pay attention to the quality of your food and what lands on the tip of your fork, which is only going to be, you know, the things that land in your basket or, or cart at the grocery store. So if you never end up putting them in your basket or cart, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go, oh, you know, I have this craving. Let me go run to the pantry. It just won't be there because you never picked it up in the first place. So first and foremost is the quality and the nature, right, of our food and where it comes from. The source and quality is number one. Number two is movement. That's always recommended to, you know, reduce your fatty liver or prevent it. Movement is key. Sleep, you know, get your eight hours of sleep, whatever you have to do to prioritize your sleep and optimize it is so, so important. I just wrote a whole course on sleep because I was one of the biggest offenders. You know, I had the mantra from that Cure song, Sleep When You're Dead, you know, the, the 418 Dream uh, album or whatever um, that talked about that. And I that was my mantra. I thought sleep was for the wimps and weak, you know, because that's how I was trained in medical school residency and for 20 years of doctoring, you know, if you had to sleep more than four or five hours a night, you were kind of weak sauce, you know, and I've, I've come to, you know, regret that I learned that. And I, I know that's not true. And that sleep is actually one of those things that can really move the needle for a lot of people that are already eating healthy, that are already exercising every day. But if your sleep is crap, it can be near impossible to lose weight because sleep if you don't get adequate sleep can be super inflammatory and stress as well. Stress is one of those other things that causes inflammation that causes fat deposition and, and, and also can contribute to fatty liver disease. Stress can contribute to it as well as uh, lack of sleep and especially the dietary concerns that we talked about in this podcast with the carbs and the, and the oils and especially the fructose and high fructose corn syrup. So these are the things that we can do. They're all in our wheelhouse. They're not difficult. You don't have to have any special equipment, you know, to move your body every day. You can go out for a 15 or 20 minute walk. That's kind of my go-to. If I can't do my other things like surfing or hiking, snowboarding, you know, rock climbing, skateboarding, whatever, I just go for a walk and it works. Going for a walk is perfectly adequate. And if you want to spice it up and bring some ankle or wrist weights or some weights to swing around or some resistance bands or whatever else you want to do, or go for a sprint every couple of minutes, like that's even more of a bonus, but just get your movement in every day. Make sure you're getting adequate sleep, optimize your stress. And then first and foremost, you got to pay attention to what is at the end of your fork. And if you do these things, I promise you, you can prevent and or reverse Fatty liver disease. It is that simple. So I hope this is helpful for you. I hope you guys have got something out of this. Um, it doesn't have to be your future, although it's as common as one in three of us as Americans and one in four worldwide 
non-alcoholic fatty liver disease nafld does not have to be you does not have to be in your future you got this you can do this and if you have it you can reverse it you can reverse it with diet with movement with sleep with stress optimization you can reverse this remember the healthy fats the my favorite avocados and that natural saturated fat as well as the coconuts and the mct oil this can actually reverse fatty liver disease because it does not cause insulin to spike so maybe try in your coffee in the morning or your drink uh, of choice take a tablespoon or two tablespoons of mct oil and it won't spike your insulin you can stay in fat burn you can go out and work out fasted even with this spoonful or two of mct oil and you can stay in that fat burn mode. It's amazing. And you can reverse fatty liver disease. It's that easy. It's all about what you put in your mouth. It's firstly about what you put in your cart at the grocery store. It's simple. It's easy. It can be done. I know you guys can do it. Please share this. It is so important. This should not be so common in us. It should not be one in three people. It should not be the most common cause of liver transplant. It never used to be. So we got to avoid that high fructose corn syrup and pay attention to these simple, simple things and it will pay huge dividends. So Merry, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. I can't wait to see you at Align Ambition, January 12th, 13th, 14th. Go to Align Events Live. And until then, we will see you next time. A big aloha.